0: Let's go to Maker Heitlau Hotline. We talked to him uh, 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 one, a, a week and two days or so ago, and there is it'll be an event. Speaking of New Orleans uh, uh, to, tonight at Second Line, at Second Line Brewing. Remember, we told you the stories of three nuns who wanted to have an event at Second Line Brewing, and they reserved the time. And then the idiots that run Second Line Brewing found out that these evil, despicable. Rabble-rousing rebels who were these three nuns Were going to uh, have this event where they were going to raise money For baby diapers and stuff (gasps) Oh, the horror, the horror And the neighborhood supposedly reacted with horror That this could happen in their little neighborhood And begged and pleaded with the owners to To not let these three militant Violent rebel women come to raise money for diapers at their precious and beloved brewery. And so the owners, not only did they cancel the event, but they swore that they would vet their customers next time. Meaning they would make sure that none of these violent, rebel, God-fearing Catholic women in habits would ever sip a beer under their roof again. So Joe was fighting a good fight against this and ringing the alarm bell with the big BigEasyConservative.substack.com. Joe, how you doing, brother? Good
1: morning. I'll tell you, you know, the Holy Spirit works in great ways. And Mike, I'll be honest with you, I'll be completely frank. I'd heard your name, I kind of heard about you just sort of out there. But this event with Second Line Brewery, I, I, I've kind of discovered the work you do, your show, your website, the articles you write. And even just while I've been on the line, so many things that you've mentioned. In you can say more in a five-minute span than maybe anybody I've ever heard. <laughs> Let me jump in with one quick thought. Please do. Uh, I want to mention something quick, even before we talk about Second Line. When you you said something earlier that really touched me, because on Substack, where I write, I've, I've mentioned this many times. Like, If you have fallen away from your practice when you were younger, if you have fallen away from the church, be it the Catholic church, wherever, go back. Go back. Yep. Now is a great time to go back. Go back with an open heart. If, you, if you're uncomfortable, you don't want to go alone, I'm sure there's a friend or family member you can find. Drag them and bring them with you, but go back. It also reminds me, <clears throat> there's a book that's been out. I, I haven't read it, but I've seen several interviews with the writers. It's called The Great Dechurching. It's by two guys named Jim Davis and Michael Graham. And they have done real studies on this about the churches that are emptying and then the churches that are not emptying. And consistently across the board, the churches that are not emptying are those that are more traditional, more orthodox, more predictable, more reliable, based on that solid foundation. So you can see it. People want the dependability, the reliability, the predictability, the beauty and the consistency of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And that's why those are the churches that are growing. All the churches that are a little too hip, that have TV screens up there, that are just big sing-alongs, those are failing. Those are falling away. So we really, it's exactly what you said, man. Find that church that's going to serve you, where the Holy Spirit can really fill your heart up, and go. On that point, you also nailed your description of what happened at Second Line. <laughs> I mean, that was perfect. <laughs> well, I got it from week, you,
0: but I, I, well, I didn't we, nail it. Well, I, I repeated a, you.
1: <laughs> we make a good team. And speaking of team, I was on your show last week, and your listeners donated, I think it was $265 from your listeners, that came in uh, uh, to to this effort because we want to donate in dollars and diapers to the Access Brewery Center. Now, that's the, the excuse me, I just misspoke the Access Pregnancy Center, right. uh, because they're the beneficiaries of the event that was to happen tonight at the brewery. And so that's why I'm going to be out there tonight from 5 o'clock until the sunset. And if anybody wants to come and join me, it's very easy to find. It's going to sound a little complicated, but it's not. City Park Avenue, the main campus of Delgado Community College, right there on the edge of City Park. Uh, Everybody knows Delgado Community College. Well, right across the street from it is a restaurant called Mofo. We're going to be on the block <laughs> behind Mofo Restaurant.
0: Mofo. Only that's in New Orleans. Name it. Only in New Orleans
1: do we get well, a Mofo. A restaurant. You know, the Asian soup. So that I call it Mofo. Oh. I don't know how many people oh, pronounce mofo. it. Mofo. That's it. But you'll see Ike <laughs> Snowballs. You'll see a Burger King. You'll see the Old Bud's Broiler. I'm sure all your listeners uh, from New Orleans are aware of it. So, right across the street from Delgado behind that restaurant, just travel on that block. Because Second Line Brewery is situated in a clumsy little spot. There's a lot of bad roads around it. It's up against railroad tracks. And so this looked like the best and most accessible and easy way. We're gonna be there while the sun is up. I'm not gonna be on the streets of New Orleans when the sun is down. So we're gonna be there uh, from probably 4.45, five o'clock until the sunset. And if you wanna swing by everybody, your presence, because I've been thinking about what's the best way to do this. It's gonna be very dignified, very understated really. We're gonna be there as a witness. We're gonna have a table with diapers and donations and we're simply gonna be there right across the railroad tracks from the front door of this place to say, your bigotry is wrong, your presumptions are wrong, it's not okay to kick nuns and their friends out. As you said, oh my gosh, they they might sip on some beers, In our brewery, oh, our brewery is so sacred and special, we we can't let it be soiled by these nuns in habit and their friends collecting (laughs) diapers for babies. Oh, no, 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 we can't have that of our brewery. Well, guess what, Uh, second-line brewery? No. No (laughs) is the answer. But the boycott will always be in place. I do hope that, and I have invited on Substack, I hope the Archbishop will come and stand by me. I, yeah, I see that, that you invite the archdiocese will come. Uh, I hope that uh, everyone will come and just drop by. Uh, you don't have to bring diapers or dollars. It'd be great if you do because the the young mothers and their babies will benefit from it. But you'll be making your voice heard uh, that bigotry and anti religious bigotry is not okay.
0: No, it's not okay, and the. Um you know, the neighborhood that they're in there, Second, uh, uh, Second Line Brewery, uh, if, you, uh, if you go further up City Park Avenue, past Delgado, and you take a right on Orleans Avenue right there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That is old school, mid-city New Orleans people. That is not a hood. Well, it wasn't the last time I was there. And and the Parade gathers there, right? Correct. Um, those people in that neighborhood, they're old Catholic families. I can't yeah. imagine that one. Now, maybe there's some hipsters that moved in there that are, that are rainbow flag wavers. But it's entirely possible, but that's old Mid City New Orleans, as they would say. I mean, that's where my dad used to. One of his haunts. Um, it's right around the corner from Saint Anthony Church. Exactly. I mean, the most.
1: Yeah. 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 One of the more iconic and traditional.
0: Oh, it's beautiful.
1: In the city of New Orleans, uh, run by the Dominicans. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's right around the corner, so everybody in that neighborhood uh, would have sent their kids to that school and would have attended church every Sunday morning right there at St. Anthony. And you know, when I first moved to New Orleans, that's where I caught uh, moon pies from uh, the crew of Mid City would roll down Canal Street right there in front of St. Anthony.
0: <laughs> they used to throw uh, moon pies. They really did, and they really did. That <laughs> was know one thing did. about
1: that crew. They they threw moon pies. That's awesome. And, um, <laughs> Now, of course, the crew of Mid-City rolls uptown, but, <laughs> you know, things are changing. Uh, but as we said last week, you know, what What does it say about the uh, status or the condition of the Catholic Church in New Orleans that we haven't heard from the Archbishop, yeah. or that Second Line Brewery would even think to do this uh, before somebody had their head screwed on straight and said, oh, wait a minute, this just isn't appropriate. And I did speak to an attorney who said, "This isn't that because it is a private business, they're allowed to do it by law. I mean, there's no, nothing tells them they can't, except for the freedom to be decent, the freedom to be appropriate, the freedom to be situationally aware that you're in a Catholic city." Um, but things are changing, and we have to figure out how to respond to those changes. The first way we respond is what you said: go back to church. Find your faith again. It's there. The invitation is always open. It'll be the best decision you ever made. It's good for you. It's good for your family. It's good for your friends. Invite people along. That's our first way to respond. Um, But the other way we have to respond is in our witness, in our presence, in our voice. We don't have the luxury anymore to just sit back and let the left hollow out all of our institutions all of them. Uh, We have to reclaim some of them, and the institution that maybe should be targeted first for reclaiming is our faith in the Church. So to defend it is very, very important. Everything will come downstream of that. And if we're there first, in the Church first, maybe these other institutions can be preserved as a consequence. So this is a bigger issue. Uh, This is not Only, of course, abortion is a central issue and it's the central motivator here. And, not but, but and it is other things. It is appropriate free speech, uh, uh, freedom to gather, the freedom to assemble with your friends, that a business has the freedom to be decent. And that's what we're saying to Second Line Brewery. They had their statement, their promise to vet their customers up on social media for six days.
0: Uh, Did they take it down? Are you saying they took it
1: down? They finally took it down on October 19th, yes. So it was roughly a week. Maybe they they, heard. They had this promise uh, to
0: bet their customers. Yeah, maybe they they heard Mike Church and Joe Kite were on to (laughs) them.
1: You know what what may have happened, and uh, 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 this may not be true, this could could be, be completely unrelated, I have no idea, but when I wrote that there might be a civil rights violation at work here. Ah... (laughs) And I said, look, maybe not, maybe not. You know, I'm going to talk to a lawyer about it and find out. Um, But I think maybe just asking that question, because, you know, the other truth about the leftists is they're really very cowardly, especially as individuals. They only get their... Strength up when they're in packs and
0: when they could be mean. When oh they can yeah, they, mob. yeah. When, when they can, when they can mob, they uh, they're they're, yeah. they're strengthened. They're strengthened uh, largely peaceful protests that include arson. Correct.
1: <laughs> the, yeah. That burning Wendy's you see is <laughs> none of that. You pay any attention protest.
0: to that. All right, we're on the, uh, the Dude Maker Hotline here with uh, Joe Kite, who is uh, with the the big easy Conservative.substack.com. Uh, go there today. And is that where they will find uh, where they can donate some more diapers today?
1: Correct. Every every article I've written about uh, this event, uh, there's a link, uh, a hyperlink. Um, you can go to Give, Send, Go. hmm Uh, Under the category of adoption and look for access pregnancy centers or, as you say, come to the BigEasyConservative.substack.com. Click on any of these articles. And if you can't come by tonight, your donation would really be great. Every dollar is going to go to access pregnancy center to help those uh, young mothers and their babies. Uh, That's the point of all this. We're going to keep the focus front and center that we're here to help young mothers and and the babies. Now, Uh, as we say, there's more to it. And that's why I'm reacting the way I am.
0: Okay, I, I have a follow-up question. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. I have two. Uh, the first is: Did you uh, did you did you approach? Did you call? Did you contact Scoot and WWL? And if you did, why did they have you on? And if they didn't, why not?
1: You know, I've really spoken only to I've spoken to you and to Jeff Cruer on air.
0: Okay, so you talked to Cruer, Good. Okay.
1: Absolutely, Jeff is. Uh, Jeff and I have been friends for thirty years. Uh, we both uh, were at De La Salle High School, working at School. So is he still on uh, nine ninety AM? Is that
0: what he's,
1: uh, correct? WGSO nine ninety AM, and uh, he broadcasts every morning from seven to eleven. He's been a great friend to me and a great friend to the Big Easy Conservative. Um, he's got his ringside politics event tonight out in Metairie. He stays very very active his values are just super solid. He's just a, a lovely man. Uh, and his wife, Mimi, is, they're just lovely people. And, uh, I've just been really, it's just wonderful how nice everyone and kind, every and encouraging everyone has been.
0: Um, the reason I, I asked I'm Joe, the, let me, let me tell you
1: the conservative media. Yeah.
0: Let me tell you why I asked the question. I asked the question because I have been in my car the last, uh, couple of days or in the last couple of weeks. Uh, And I tuned into AM radio because I had it on for the Saints game, and I heard Scoot. And I'm going, of course, I know Scoot going way, way, way back. Um, And I and I and I heard him, you know, talking about local. He claiming, you know, we're talking about this local thing. And I never heard him mention anything about this. Um, And I just wonder because. This was should it, number one. It could have been a news item for the WWL news. Uh, number two, WWL you know used to be run by the the radio station and TV station were founded by the friggin' Jesuits. So it wouldn't even exist Jesuit? were were, were it not for the Jesuits or for the Catholics. Um, mm-hmm. And it just bothers me that uh, that this is something that would get on the radar screen of Catholics in New Orleans if the major big swinging you know what. AM talk radio station covered it. And that's why I'm asking, because, uh, you know, they should know that this stuff is going on. I would even think that Scoop would probably be, you know, he, he gets easily offended that he would probably be upset if he learned the plight of the three sisters. So that's the reason I asked the question. Got it. Got it. And, you know,
1: I've listened to Scoop sometimes. Sometimes he shocks me with believing he, I, I don't really, I can't. I can't get a. I can't gauge him very well. I really don't know where he's coming from. His that's
0: intentional. Is all
1: over the place to me. <laughs> that's, that's intentional. Okay. There you go. <laughs>
0: well, that's <it> intentional. That <laughs> he's good at it. <laughs> okay. And, and, and then my my second my follow up is. Okay. I know the Sisters of the Holy Family because I have visited the grave and have prayed for the intercession of uh, Blessed Henri Delisle. So I, I know the Sisters of the Holy Family. I did not know that they, that they were still around. Number one. And I did not know now that they were friends of Jennifer Jenny Granholm and that they were tree hugging Laudato C. Si Wackos who. <laughs> I, I'm reading your post about this. I'm going like, no. God, please just make it stop. Can Catholics just start being Catholics again? Can you just start acting all Catholic EE and stuff and leave the tree hugging and the EV cars and all this? Just Can you just leave it out of it, sisters? Can you just start praying again, maybe? Can you just make sure that there's not a recurrence of concubinage in the city of New Orleans? I mean, I read in your post, and I'm just shaking my head, going like, I didn't need, I didn't need to know this. I really didn't. But now that I know, I'm going to ask Joe about it.
1: Are you talking about the four hundred ninety nine million dollars? Yes, I think that's what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. So, all right, we're just for your for your listeners who are trying to keep up. So. Uh, my church has just transitioned us a little bit. That's how smooth this man is. And there's, a, there's another article there at the Big Eastern Conservative about Substack.com uh, where we're talking about how the federal government and the state government are each chipping in uh, about $250 million so that the Sisters of the Holy Family, God bless them, are going to be able to build these hubs to create um, a source of energy after a storm. Their goal is to create 375 of them. Now, Mike, don't hold your breath for these. If you can imagine 375 of anything being built in and around New Orleans or Louisiana, um, yeah, get back to me on that one. Any government program, if you can actually imagine it successful and working, well, get back to me on that one. But the plan is, I guess this is the plan, I'm doing my best to wrap my head around what they're trying to do. The sisters of the Holy Family are really into uh, providing power for people in poverty. And I've gotta tell, you know, from an ideological point of view, that's great. That's
0: fine, that's fine.
1: That's great. Power is power, and if you're trying to help people living in poverty, this really is a good thing, that's great. However, they've been completely sucked into the idea of solar panels and batteries, and all these things that just won't work because the laws of physics Happen to be an impediment. Okay, just a little. So, a little bit, and, and, and we could get technical. I could, I, I'm, I'm not boasting, I'm not haughty about this, but as you said a little earlier, you said even an idiot like me. Well, I say it all the time, even a dummy like me, I understand that solar panels can be blown to bits in a hurricane. So, the same people who are saying we need solar panels because of the weather would like to rely on the weather to create their power. So none of this makes sense, but the sister of the Holy Family, God bless them. I as I said, Sister Alicia, I'm not rooting against you. However, <laughs> they then together. However, <laughs> they then uh, they then got with Louisiana together, and together Louisiana, and they found a political uh, enabler. And then they found the Biden administration and Jennifer Granholm, Mm -hmm. and I had to double check it, but the state of Louisiana is putting, the the feds are matching state amounts, and we really are looking at $500 million, so that after a storm comes, you can go to a local church, because they want to turn churches into power plants, and you can charge your phone. Now, I did a little bit of research, and sure enough, we could... Distribute, for no cost, well over a million 4,000 watt portable generators to people. So if if you're going to spend that much money, mm-hmm. why don't you just put a portable generator in 1.2 million Louisiana households? There's only 1.7 households in all of Louisiana anyway. You could cover nearly the entire state with portable generators for the amount of money they want to spend on 375 Churches converted into power plants for after a storm. I mean, the whole thing just seems so exotic and so bizarre and crazy that only the government could fund it.
0: <laughs> only the and, government and, can think of it.
1: And you would be right. You would be right. Only the government would do this. And because the government has such a great track record, of course, there's never unintended consequences. There's never failures. No, 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 no. You know what? Jim? If the government does it, right? So, yeah, <laughs> another waste of money. Yes, Um
0: but, but yeah, let me let me let me hit you with this quickly because uh, we're we're gonna run yeah. of time is a is an issue here. Let me uh, when when I was at the Catholic Land Movement Conference in Edelweiss, Indiana, the uh, the charming little uh, 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 little grandpa who was uh, who was in charge of running the electricity and electrical grid was giving me lessons on electrical preparedness. So he showed me this little. He goes, nobody goes. But Mr. Church, you don't need all that. You don't need that big nine. Watt generator over there you can have one You know that's that's a long term Solution when you lose all your power He goes if you're just looking for spot power And you just need it to to charge Things or to run a light overnight or something like that And then he points me to this Little Honda Generator gizmo It looks like an old uh, Scooby-Doo Or Johnny Quest lunchbox It's about that big It's got a handle a carrying handle You take that thing you plug it in your garage You just leave it okay if the power goes off, you can charge about 150 phones uh, for like a week off of that thing alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can hook a very low-consumption LED light, which they sell all over the place now. Uh, I mean, the LED lights consume very little electricity. They, work, they run on milliamps. They convert you know, 110 volts down to milliamps. You can run an LED light He told me, he goes, I can run that LED Six foot power, that six foot light strip And, and brother, that thing lit up An entire area of Portlet just one of them He goes, I can run that overnight For six nights on one charge So there is, a, and he goes $149 at Walmart And we get out of here And he goes, yeah, go buy you one and I am going to go buy me one. So just to counter your, how many of those could you put in 1.7 million Louisiana homes? You only need one! Yeah, well, each home
1: could have three or four for the amount of money that
0: they're going to spend. <laughs> it, it, it,
1: just, it just it makes you scratch your head. I mean, it, it just really makes you just wonder, you know, I mean, how does this make sense? But Jennifer Granholm, I mean, she... Well, you know, as I said, she's not really the brightest bulb in the pack. Oh no, and and no, oh, no, God bless her. She's not. But okay, okay. <laughs> but we, we, you know, these are the things. Um, but realize that the, f- the fiasco. It, there's something upstream of all of it, and what's upstream of all of it, and this is going to sound bizarre. I know I'm connecting things seem unconnected, but they're not. Is the mindset of atheism, the mindset that well, you trust government, the assumption that because we're people we can control the weather with how we spend our consumer dollars. That's right. I mean, we're upstream. When you get into the thinking of it all, the ideology of it all, the philosophy of of it all, it all comes from the same rotten place that is uh, the worst part of feminism, uh, the worst part of uh, all the things that create divorce, all the things that... it's, It's that mindset of atheism that says... Government can be your God. And, and, and it's just, that's what we're seeing at Second Line Brewery. That's It's kind of all one of the same. And that's and that's the fight we're fighting, right? That's it. That's the fight we're fighting against the leftists. It's like, wait a minute. No, no, no. Your assumptions, what's upstream, what's always upstream, is this assumption and the presumption of the left that they presume that they can do what only God can do. And that's what we're going to be out essentially saying tonight is no, 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 in ways so simple that we're talking about diapers for newborns, we're going to say, no, your presumptions are simply wrong. So come on out five till sunset. Uh, as I, I've given you the landmarks, everybody, it's easy to find. It's not hard at all. It's in an easy location right off the I-10 right there in mid city and come and say, Hey, the anti-Catholic bigotry is not okay. And we're going to say that with the simple action with diapers, some prayer, some dollars coming together. I don't know. I might be there alone all night, or there might be 20 (laughs) people. I have no idea. But we're going to be out there, and we're going to let our voices be be heard in our subtle and dignified way.
0: So go to thebigeasyconservative.substack.com. Links in the chat room at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. All right, uh, let's uh, let's do this again uh, next week, and we'll get a progress report and see what happened.
1: I look forward to it. You now have a friend in me, and uh, the Holy Spirit is always at work, and uh, it's been a great, great discovery to... To, I look forward to someday meeting you, Mike. It's 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 just really been wonderful meeting you through this event, and I'm very grateful to you and your listeners. Thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome, Joe. He's Joe Kite. Again, the big easy conservative. All right, brother, God bless you. I would make it tonight, but I threw my back out and I'm hobbling around the house, and if I have to run from someone, I'm just going to get killed. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I will be there in spirit, and I'm sure the listeners will respond in, in kind uh, to you appearance we'll talk soon brother thank you everybody bye-bye now all right god bless uh that's a joe kite it's k-i-g-h-t and uh, you can find him the big easy